the Cummings. Oh. Uh, this is St. Peaks, y'all. This is episode. This is a podcast where two librarian geeks talk about the TV show once every single week. My name's Eric. My name is Tess. And uh, if you've never listened to our show before, welcome. If you're a longtime legacy listener, welcome back. This is uh, this is St. Peaks, y'all, where Eric and I watch the TV show Twin Peaks, and we're all the way up to. Twin Peaks The Return, and we uh, discuss the episode, we discuss the many mysteries within, our favorite quote of the episode, our VIP of the episode, and then we and then we rate the episode, and I really enjoy the TV show Twin Peaks, and Eric is watching it for the first time. That's right. We have journeyed all the way from episode one of Twin Peaks way back in ye olden times, 19... <laughs> am I going to remember this? 19... What is it, Tess? <laughs> it was, oh, now you put me on the spot. It was 1990? Oh, right the, on the, the pilot, spot. The pilot was in 1989. Yeah, I think you're right, 1989. Anyway, we traveled all the way from there to uh, Twin Peaks The Return, which originally aired, is it 2017? 2018? 2017. 2017, yeah. Yes, the, um, the TV show ran from 1990 to 1991. Excellent. Well, anyway, we made it finally to The Return. We did it. We returned. We returned, and... Um, uh, we are going to discuss today part one of mm-hmm. The Return, also known as, it is subtitled, there's no cool log lady intro, but <laughs> the uh, the subtitle of part one of The Return is, my log has a message for you. Ooh, that's appropriate, because, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. So we're going we're gonna to get into our synopsis, and I am dying literally dying to find out what you think of it eric but i have to read you an email first because we got an email mm. from guy mm. dudeman oh, this guy this guy <laughs> literally this guy oh my goodness guy dudeman it's so good to well you know what i shouldn't say it's so good to hear from you what if he sent an email he's like i hate your guts <laughs> here's what he said uh holy crap I just listened to the latest app and I'm blown away. So glad you two are back. Thanks so much for the plug. I plugged this podcast. Thank you so much for the many nice and very undeserved compliments about It's Happy Hour in France, a Twin Peaks podcast, which may be, in fact, the Black Lodge doppelganger to your very feel-good Twin Peaks pod. <laughs> We're just foul-mouthed old men who are trying to do better, kind of like Ben Horn. 
Oh Anywho, your newest podcast did not disappoint. I love Eric's predictions as always. And now I have to watch the YouTube channel to see his facial reaction <laughs> to the season three teaser. So happy you're doing week to week episodes. Can't wait for episode eight. Another uh, another fan of episode or part eight of the return right there. Eric, are you getting hyped up for part eight? Well, I gotta tell you, this has been an incredible journey. Like we're we're I mean, not to hey, not to put a damper on things, but I believe Tess and I are now in the end game. We've made it all the way through. We're in the return. I know we still have 17 episodes ahead of us and 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 the the final dossier, but like we're it. We're ramping it up because now we've we went from fortnightly to just once a week. And I, like I feel it. I feel there's an excitement pulsing through the through the supple veins of my body. Alright. On that note, we'll go ahead. I'm gonna um I'm going to summarize the episode and Eric will fill in with his color commentary. So part I, one. I, I do have a question for you. Do you have your highlighter? I do. I have a highlighter. It's not the same one as before, but I mean, it does click. Are you I'm ready? listening. I'm listening. It's not as satisfying a click. It isn't. Can you just bring a little closer to the microphone, please? There it is. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. All right. Eric will let me know when I need to highlight a mystery. I will. I will. Can you, can, hey, Tess, can you see me? I can see you. Okay. When but I, you, uh, can't, you can't see me. For our friends who like to watch us on YouTube, this episode's going to be. Uh, a little one-sided because my uh, my camera just stopped working. Well, I realized too is normally we dance during the beginning, and I didn't. This time I just drank a bunch of water. <laughs> so if you've ever wanted to know what I look like when I drink water, too. Uh, I noticed that. I'm gonna tell you, I was a little disappointed. I was like, I guess Eric only dances when I am also <laughs> dancing. I like uh, to think that you dance when no one's watching. Sir. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, well, I forgot that we were still gonna post. It doesn't matter. Hey, let's talk about the show. Let's talk about uh, Twin Peaks. It we open. Matter. We open on that red room that we're all familiar with. It's that scene from the original series with uh, young Coop and young Laura. Um, and, uh, we get a replay of that scene where she says she'll see us again in 25 years. Meanwhile, and she does the thing with her hands. Uh, do you want to, do you want to, uh, relive that thing that she does with her hands? Can you recreate Oh that? yeah. Let me see yeah. if I do this here. Wait. Meanwhile. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Even same creepy smiles. If you want to see the creepy smile, uh, our YouTube channel is Same Team, y'all. That's the name of our mother podcast. Go ahead and look us up. Real quick, though, you said Young Coop. Young Coop in that dream vision is actually Old Coop, right? Oh. Played by it? Young Coop, right? Think about it. Uh, I I don't I can't think about it. My brain might yeah because I think it I think he was Old Coop, but he was played by Young Coop. Anyway, that's the thing. We all, we get a like a. <laughs> Great Laura impression. <laughs> we okay. get a we get kind of like a scene of like foggy Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. Got Twin Peaks High School with Laura's portrait. 
Um, and then we hear that original theme music, the song Falling by Julie Cruz. Um, although I feel like, I feel like typically the opening theme of Twin Peaks is always very relaxing for me, but for Twin Peaks, the return, I found it very uh, disorienting because it's like this scene, like overlooking a waterfall. And then there's like a kaleidoscopic shot of the Chevron floor of that red room. Ooh, that scene. So Amanda watched this episode with me and she, oh, no. she went, she <laughs> went in the, in the kitchen to make something during that part. And I'm glad she did because she could be very sensitive to motiony things on mm-hmm. the TV. So like, if there's ever a, uh, uh, you know how they have those like found footage kind of movies. Yes. She can't handle it too much shaky cam. So like, I get it. and even I, I'm not usually susceptible to, to motion sickness. Um, but even I was looking at that. I was like, Oh God. Ooh, <laughs> oh, the floor. Starts you off like really disorienting uh, from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, those are actual noises that I made when I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in the kitchen. Don't don't be a hero. <laughs> and then we're we're in a room and it's all black and white. It's a mm. shot. The scene is shot in black and white, and we see the giant um, from the original series, and we see an aged Coop. So we saw young Coop, and now we see Coop as Kyle McLaughlin looks now. Anyway, and the giant. Uh, by the way, this character is credited in the in the like the credits as question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark um actually i forget exactly how many question marks it is but they don't identify this character in the first episode um but he tells coop to listen to the sounds of like a scratching record and then he tells him it's in our house now and then he tells him, remember, for, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, no, no. I know. I keep forgetting. You can see my face. No, no. You keep going. I'm waiting for you. Right. Well, now I've written it down. Is it 430? That's what he has to remember. Richard and Linda, two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. And Coop says, I understand. And then, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Well, I was going to say two things real quick. Is one, I was going to say, I thought that squeaky sound sounded like a like a little, little tiny cricket is what I thought it sounded like. And then, um, she, you lo- I lost my train of thought because of the cricket sound. Give me one second. Go back. So you thought the scratching sounded like a cricket? Oh, yes. And then when he said it's in our home or or whatever said, it made me think of um, shoot brain damage from Dark Side of the Moon. Remember the oh. lunatics on the yard, the lunatics in our halls. Yeah. Wow. See, uh, Eric, for those of you who don't know, Eric's really into Pink Floyd right now. <laughs> only Dark Side of the Moon. I did listen to The Wall recently, but I only listened to it once or twice. So I'm still processing that one. Gotcha. Um. And then there's like crackles and then there's mountains and then, uh, oh, and then we see a trailer and there's a delivery for who's living in the trailer. 
It's uh, Dr. Jacoby. It's Dr. Jacoby. And he's wearing his overalls and he's still got his 3D glasses mm-hmm. on. He left his opera cape at home, though. <laughs> He didn't decide to wear his opera cape. It's yeah, a little disappointing. Well, it's just a more kind of blue collar look for Dr. Yeah, Jacoby. Yeah. You may have noticed like he's not wearing his Hawaiian shirt with a tie or anything yeah. like that. Um, something I thought was interesting when I get a delivery, the driver doesn't typically open the boxes <laughs> and start unloading. <laughs> I, I really think... Um, so I, I said this to Amanda when we were watching Fire Walk with me, is I feel like David Lynch, at least in the Twin Peaks stuff, it's almost like the way he depicts humans is like <laughs> it's like someone watching humans and making guesses about like how a human should act as opposed to being so an true. actual human. You know, there's a, like a lot of things that they do and you're like, I don't think that's what people do, but sure, it's like just close enough that like uh, um, that you're like, okay, this is semi-feasible, but you're right. I thought inside that box would be a bunch of coconuts or something island-related. Well, tell us what was in the box, Eric. Oh, let's say it was shovels and Shovels, lots and lots of shovels. Was it just shovels? No shovels and picks, just shovels. What do you think he's gonna do with all them shovels? I honestly don't know. Um, You know what? Of course I know. Go ahead and highlight it. Highlighting the shovels. Yes, we're back in this. I'm so happy. I feel like I'm hoping in this scene uh, that you got a sense of the pacing of the oh, show that, oh, that yeah. you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a feel yeah. it. The pacing of the show affected even my voice. You hear it? <laughs> oh, things have slowed down around here. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally in the... In the, in the, um, when considering American woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. That's oh. true. Yeah. Are we getting to that? We're not to that yet. No, no, no. No. Um, also, the sound design, I would like to just remark upon. I feel like in every single scene, there's some, there's, it's not silent in the background. There's some sort of hum or whooshing or, buzzing always there was a lot of whooshing um evidenced by the subtitles who kept telling me every time something went whooshing so (laughs) i had actual evidence that there was yes there's whooshing i can confirm there was whooshing there was Um, we we go now to new york city New uh, York which is, City, which is an exciting location change. I tr- I'm trying to harken back, Eric. Can you remember if there was ever a location change in the original series? Oh, yes, there was. So what because was we discussed this, it's not as drastic as New York City. But when James left Twin oh, Peaks true. and he went to that bar with what's her name, that was outside of Twin Peaks. I remember I made a metal note. I was like, this is the first time we've been outside of Twin Peaks. You're right. And that yeah. is, I think, like the furthest we went. And yeah. then when we watched Fire Walk with me, there were some scenes that took place, I believe, in Oregon and mm-hmm. also in Philadelphia. Um, but not a whole lot of location changes in general in the TV show Twin Peaks. But in this in just in this episode, we get a few different settings. It really, it, it, I really like too is that we are at New York. I see the buildings. I see the Chrysler building. And then they go, New York. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, I just thought it was funny. You know, like, by the way, in case you're confused, this is I New wish, York. 
I wish they had made the font like the size of the entire screen like they do in Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're in New York City. We're in a we're in a room. There's a tunnel in a glass box and a young man is watching it intently. What's going on? What are you looking at? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I, 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 I just whipped my head around. I heard the door slam, which means oh. Freya got out of her room, which is fine. She's allowed out of her room, but I was looking to see if she was going to come in. And I know. The last time you and I recorded, um, or the, the time before last, she came yeah. in and did like a little cameo. On well, the now that she knows that I'm in here doing cool camera microphone stuff. <laughs> I'd love to hear her thoughts on part one so uh I didn't watch it with her I I mean I think I've watched some Twin Peaks with her and most of it she's not really that interested that's, in that's you know? probably good because there was some spicy stuff later in the episode that we're gonna get to yeah <laughs> I mean yeah you're right there was definitely spicy stuff there's some spicy gory stuff going on More, maybe um, not not appropriate for a, a young innocent lady maybe uh, i don't we'll hear your thoughts on uh, it let's find out uh, <laughs> so uh this young man he's watching the box intently there are lights and cameras all around the box there's a intercom that buzzes for camera three and so he goes over to camera three and he appears to change out the sd card and put the that memory card in a locker with other cards. Um, and then the security guard lets him know there's a delivery for him. And he comes out and we see that Tracy brought coffee for this young man, this young woman, Tracy, who must be some sort of barista. What is her, uh, what's this actress's name? Do you know off the top oh, of your head? Oh, I don't know. It's do, you, do you know this something... actress? I do. Yeah, I know her from a couple things. I know her mostly from the last season of Heroes. And I um, really like her. I think she's a great actress. I'm, I'm hoping she sticks around for a long time. Anyway, she's got a great, um, I always think she's got a very mischievous look about her. Like the oh, smile. Oh, she kind of like, does. Yeah. And even uh, that on, actress's name is Madeline Zima. Madeline Zima. Yeah, she's um, no relation to Baron Zemo, of course. That's a difference. Um, <laughs> you're but, right. She played Gretchen on yeah. Heroes. Yeah, and even on Heroes, she was kind of a character where you're like, ooh, is she up to something sneaky? I don't know. <laughs> so I bet she was cast because of her sneaky. Uh, well, I gave it away. I was going to tell you to highlight it. But I think she was cast because of her sne sneaky smile. So her sneaky smile. Should I, should I highlight her sneaky smile? <laughs> you can, but I'm just yeah. going to. Go ahead and highlight it. Sure. You don't have anything to say about it? All right. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead and highlight <laughs> it. Yeah, go for it. Um, um, real quick, the way this young man looks at that box. Yeah. It's the same way I look at trees, if you're ever curious. <laughs> That's the same. It's almost, it sounds like I'm joking, but it's almost exactly. Oh, the only difference is I'm closer and my hands are on them. And then I'm just like, I'm just there. Very into them. Yeah. Into their souls. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Tracy brought coffee. She brought two. She'd really like to to go. By the way, this young man, he's credited. Um, his name is Sam. So that's what we're going to call him. Hey, um, and she's brought coffee for Sam. She brought two because she's sort of hoping she can. Listen, let's be real. Tracy is thirsty. She's thirsty for Sam. Well, she's and... thirsty for coffee as well. Yeah. Well, well, actually, yeah. she wasn't that thirsty because she gave him both. She was like, here you go. <laughs> And uh, anyway, she's informed by Sam and the security guard that he can't come in. They're doing top secret stuff in there. 
And uh, but she's even like watching the keypad. She's like, how am I going to get in there? That security he- guard is like <laughs> staring bullets at her. He's so angry, you know, so um, angry. real quick. Do me a favor and highlight Tracy. So two separate highlights, Tracy's smile and Tracy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sam says she's a bad girl and she says, try me, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. Probably That's why I said that. Probably something Whatever sexual. I have no clue. <laughs> I've, been, I've been married long enough. I forgot what sexual things sound like. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're at the Great Northern. Ah, it's like some, oh, so. So goodness. real quick, the yeah. whole time I'm watching this with Amanda, every time I see because for for listeners, I've been true blue, spoiler free. All I knew is um, that trailer that we watched last time. And I did have a tiny spoiler. This is years ago when I was looking up a quote by the giant and I saw that the giant was in the return. That was a little spoiler. Mm -hmm. And I was very glad to see him right away. So I didn't have to be like, oh, he's coming. He's coming. Oh, there he is. I found him. Um, But the entire time I'm watching it, every time I saw an actor return, I was like, oh, my God, they're back. They're back. (laughs) And not only is it like they're back in like, you know, we're seeing these characters, you know, 25 years older, but it's like, they got them back. You know what I mean? Like so much. And I know it's not everyone because of, you know, life happens or in some cases, you know, death happens or some people aren't interested, I'm sure. But I mean, so many came back. It's, yeah, it's incredible. It's like a, um, um, a miracle, you know? Yeah. It's like the, I know you're not into Karate Kid, but it's like the, it's like Cobra Kai on Netflix. Right. That so many came back and you're like, what? Like anything could have happened, you know, Johnny could have taken a a car to the face or something, but no, he survived. And we truly, we truly live in a golden age. We live, (laughs) we live in a golden age. So I just want to tell you that. And when I saw Ben at his desk and at the, the wall and Jerry walking in, I was disappointed that he didn't come in with the, he did come up with a snack, but he didn't come up with the bread and butter sandwich. I was like, please. <laughs> you wanted that to return. I, or the I, smoked pig. <laughs> thank you. I wanted something, but he did come back with food. What he was had it? Food. Um, well, so uh, real quick, I also want to touch on Beverly, who's there. That's uh, She appears to be like a staff member at the hotel, played by Ashley Judd, who is a very famous actress. What? Um, <laughs> they're discussing like a customer who had a skunk near her room and she wants a refund. And then Jerry comes in um, and Jerry is eating as Jerry is wont to do. Um, He asks if Ben is sleeping with Beverly and Ben asks Jerry to be respectful. Um, And we find out that Jerry has a new business. Jerry is in the marijuana business and he's talking about his new strain mm-hmm. and the edibles that he made, um, which good for Jerry. That's he drops exciting. a good line too, where Ben is like dismissive of his business. And then Jerry's like, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but I'm making way more money than your hotel. Sorry, buddy. Which um, um, Who I is Ashley like- Judd real quick? I don't know who, who that person is. Well, I want you, you got to have to just look her up on IMDb. Oh, okay. She's been in a ton of movies. I'm going to look I it up right like- now if that's okay with you. Sure. Go ahead. I feel like her heyday was kind of like maybe late nineties, early two thousands you mean it wasn't twin peaks to return <laughs> tried, I this don't, is our comeback <laughs> i do not know who this person is <laughs> i'm sorry 
Yeah, she's pretty famous. That's why I had to, I wanted to tell you because I know that you don't keep track of celebrities. But you know who Madeline Zima is, which is great. <laughs> I do know who Madeline Zima is. Yes, this is true. Okay. Um, speaking of people coming back, we see Lucy. Lucy Brennan, by the way, she's taken Andy's last name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's talking to, I, it seems like an insurance salesman, maybe someone has come in. Oh, have you, did you recognize Ashley Judd? No, no, I don't. Not at all. Um, but um, I was just going to say, um, uh, as far as mysteries kind of hanging out there from uh-huh. the past 25, one is who she end up with. It's Andy. Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah. she had to How choose about this? between let's, Andy and Dick. Yeah, let, let's kind of keep a little, like, I'm going to, like, try to revisit this. The um, Sorry, I can't read and talk at the same time. Sorry, <laughs> Ashley Jed, you've been voted from the cast. The... Um, um, let's keep a little running tally of things that are resolved in the 25 years. Okay, so, right. so there we go. This is probably our first one, actually, now that I think of it. This is our first moment with our 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 characters not in, like, a red room or something, you know? Right. So Andy and Lucy um, resolved. We figured out she chose Andy, which I think was the best choice, honestly. Um, someone is looking for Sheriff Truman, and Lucy keeps asking which one. Mm. There's one that's sick and there's one that's fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's kind of the end of that se- scene. <laughs> I feel as if I'm legally obligated to say, highlight it. Highlight it. You got it. Go ahead and highlight that bad boy. Mysterious. All right. Next. Uh, oh, here's here's your American Woman remix. <laughs> Very we're, good. We're in the dark. There's driving. It seems like maybe like one headlight or flashlight <laughs> is lighting the way. And this music is wild. And this is, Eric, you appreciate this, a David Lynch original remix of American Woman. What did you think of that? I love it. I absolutely love it. I love it. I I love slow um, music, typically. And I very much enjoy it. I don't know if I would have recognized it as American Woman if the subtitles hadn't told me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really enjoyed it. Top notch. And and then we see somebody. Who Mm. do we see? Who's in that car? Mm. 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 It's, uh, well, I'm assuming that it's... um, agent cooper possessed by bob because he's even dressed like bob and he's got his hair like bob which is kind of interesting because leland didn't dress like bob but that's fine this is a different situation maybe you know yeah um they call him in the scene they call him mr c yeah and i feel like that is what we should call him for oh, the mr c mr okay. c i mean i was thinking um, Mr. C is in Mr. Cooper, Mr. C, but yeah, yeah. we call him Mr. C. But that's what they call him. I also, um, I also, back when I was watching the show, I would refer to him as Booper. Um, cause he, <laughs> cause he's bad Cooper or Bob Cooper. He's a Booper. Um, okay. and we see he's very, I can't tell if he's very tan or very dirty. 
Um, I thought that too. I, I actually, when I saw that, I was like, is he like spray tanning his face or what's going on around? He could be just very dirty. Yeah, uh, I can't tell. And he's got, yeah, like you said, long hair. Uh, we see him very quickly like disarm and punch a guy who's, I guess, guarding this hideout. It's mm -hmm. kind of this weird house with some real sus looking people. Can you please highlight the house and the people? You got it. Thank you. Oh, highlight it, baby. Yeah. And this version of Cooper, be it Booper, Mr. C, is very violent. He's yeah. a violent person. And he's looking for Ray and Daria. And they come out from inside of the house and they're going to go and do something. Yeah. Um, they kind of say goodbye to their like family or these yeah, people around they do. them. They yeah. say goodbye. It feels kind of emotional, you know? Oh, did it? Did it feel emotional to you? I did. To me, the impression I got was that this was a goodbye, like less than like we're going down to the grocery store, but this is an important mission that we are going mm -hmm. on. What do you think of the acting so far? Um, In the show? Yeah. Uh, well, I think, like I said, I, I think they're acting like humans being described by someone who's not a human. Um, I do like, you mentioned the pacing of the show. I like, so this, so far, this first episode, much slower and much, um, a lot of like lingering shots yeah. on like faces, especially like later when we get to Hawk, like he hangs up the phone. There's like just six seconds of just like his face, just like staring at something. I like that a lot. I like those moments where you just kind of sit in it. And even like um, the scene earlier where, where um, I, I do like Booper. Booper's not bad at all. Where <laughs> Booper, AKA Mr. C, where you just see the headlights in the uh -huh. woods. Like that goes for a while. And I really enjoyed that as well. Um, yeah, that was really creepy. I hate, um, I hate that like in a horror movie where it's like dark and they just have like one source of light mm. and they're, you know, and you're just, you get this feeling that around every corner something like dreadful is lurking. Like a lot of those found footage movies you were describing are like yeah. that and I hate it. <laughs> I, I do think that this, and just from this one episode, I do think that there's a, a darker level, like a higher level of menace than the original show. The original show, I think, went from things mm -hmm. that are really scary to things that are kind of cozy to things that are just wacky. And I think this episode definitely had moments that were kind of silly and like off-putting. But I think it definitely skewed on the darker side of things compared to the first season. And for me, that's not a bad thing at all. I don't mind that at all. I think that's pretty rad, actually. Um, then we go back to New York. Back uh, to New York. Back to New York City. Back to that room where Sam is hanging out. Um, and the room, the the not to cut you off, the, but the glass box has like a hole in it, right? Yeah, I, it's a, I I described it as a tunnel. Yeah, it um, looks like a tunnel yeah. leading outside, right? That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's high up, so you think there'll be like more like wind in there. Or something. Yeah, we know that it's high up because Tracy comes in up on an elevator, yeah. and this time there's no security guard. And he's not in the bathroom either. Sam checks and we get to check along with him. <laughs> yeah, she said everyone's gone. Yeah, and Sam is briefly troubled by this, but he decides pretty quickly to just break the well, rules. There's probably <laughs> a few reasons why, you know. <laughs> um, and we get, as, to see, we get to see those reasons too. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, as, uh, as she's kind of uh, taking in 
this for the first time. She's asking, you know, what is all this for? Sam doesn't know. He says it's uh, rumored that an anonymous billionaire is paying for all of this. Highlight it. Highlight it. You got Thank it. You. Thank you. Um, he's he his job is to watch the box, and and something might appear in the box. And she asks if he's ever seen anything, and he says no. But he says the guy that he replaced saw something, but he's not supposed to talk about it. They're not supposed to talk about what happens in this room and uh and she says oh is it like a science experiment and he's like i guess you could say that and then he's like um do you want to make out and she does and it's she like down yeah she undresses and and then the box goes dark and there's a pale vibrating figure in the darkness and um i don't know about you eric but it looks it looked to me like a female faceless figure and it breaks the glass of the box and attacks sam and tracy what are you laughing at i don't know female <laughs> faceless figure the old triple f female the faceless, faceless old woman who lives yeah, in your home yeah, yeah i um this scene to me especially when it was uh, just kind of like forming and vibrating around felt very american horror story to me which i really enjoyed i like mm-hmm. that a lot and then it breaks out of the box and i guess it slices them up into pieces i suppose yeah, there was blood everywhere i didn't see a knife though i mean if it's vibrating super fast maybe it's cutting super fast as well like a like a the flash type of situation you know um yeah um they did not get to complete coitus so sad moment of silence it would be so funny if he was like oh god a monster hurry up (laughs) we gotta (laughs) we gotta finish hurry it's coming this is like like such horror movie vibes right like well she even she screams like it's a horror movie yeah yeah um then we go to Buckhorn, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And there's a woman. She's walking her chihuahua. She's got her groceries. Her chihuahua's name is Armstrong, which I think is adorable. I just really like chihuahuas. Um, and the, the dog smells at Ruth's door, her neighbor Ruth. And um, so she uh, something smells awful in there. So she calls the cops. Um and there's just kind of like a comedy of errors that follows here. Like she's she's forgotten her address. And then when the police come to investigate, she's like, oh, the manager's out of town, but Hank has the keys or is it Harvey or Chip? There's like some sort of scheme that's going on. Um, just kidding, I had a key the whole time. Uh, Because I'm supposed to water Ruth's plants. (laughs) How did this make you feel, Eric? Oh, how did it make me feel? Um, I really liked it. I thought the two... You loved it. (laughs) I did. I loved it. I know. I know. I think the two police officers, because they're not... They're new characters to us. Um, Yeah. I think they do a really... They're all new characters. I mean, well, yeah, this... I think... Well, we'll... I was going to say, how much is this is a fish in a percolator thing? I'll, no, I'll keep going with it. The, I think I, I, what I like about this is that there was, there's that moment of like, oh, there's Ben behind the desk still. It's 25 years. Because I think we all know someone or multiple people that are just like, this is 
where they're at like uh, uh what's mm-hmm. the word I'm for like a pillar of the institution right like they've mm-hmm. been there for 25 years at this job <laughs> and you know so i i like that there's some moments like that especially when we get to the um sheriff department and ben but then there's other moments where it's like this is completely new and we may see them again or we might not and i, I like that a lot and right now we had a lot of one thing about this episode too is it was felt like a lot of disparate pieces like um that Ben scene, right? Like we got that mm-hmm. and I don't think we see him again. And it's just like, oh, okay, that was Ben. Him and Jerry exist in this world still. Okay, that's it, you know? And also Ruth, like, I don't think we know Ruth from anyone else um, and Tracy, you know? And and so we have these separate pieces that I imagine eventually will kind of come together maybe. Um, but I like that. Um, oh, oh, to get back to your original question. No, this scene was great. I love it. I love it. That actress is just so funny being like, so kind of like uh absent-minded and kind of talking to herself and then them like trying to figure it out and and then just being introduced at this like side scheme that we never yeah. really find out what what's, yeah, like they, yeah we have no idea i also thought it was interesting that they reused the name hank yeah um apparently all hanks are uh like minor criminals yeah um, yeah 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 but we do find we finally get into ruth davenport's apartment ruth and there is a figure in the bed with an eye missing and, and yeah the cop says uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> so this becomes a crime scene and uh we do meet uh another officer it seems like a forensics officer named constance and she asks them to lift up the blanket and we see that the head that we saw is actually a roost decapitated head and there is a naked male body uh that was under the blanket yeah great yeah. scene so i i figured something was under there because the bulge in the blanket looked really big you mm-hmm. know i figured either there was another body under there or that her body was extremely bloated or something i was thinking maybe her um body was like she was submerged in water for a long time to give her a really a really good bloat but it was yeah. actually just a just a, a big man's body you know yeah yeah it happens you know <laughs> it happens um i really like the forensic um woman i don't remember her name but i, I huh. she was really good yeah and, and that one guy what was he 10 days sober or something like that <laughs> remember he put his I fingers up that. she goes how many days he goes mm. and i was like well 10 days i mean you gotta hey. start somewhere yeah, yeah that's yeah. great or it could you be months know, could be 10 months i don't know it's just 10 something 10 minutes um real quick that scene when the police officers are first going in that room and they're walking in there very slowly and once mm-hmm. again very kind of slow i think key themes and i don't know if it will continue throughout the season but certainly this first episode two key themes slow and menacing slow mm-hmm. and menacing and them walking into that room and kind of looking around and like they just stay they walk in the room and just stand there just stare at it's just a room nothing's there and then they slowly turn like it's so funny um real quick um recently i was at the library and um one of my coworkers walked up to me and she goes i'm so sorry to do this to you um a man just told me that there is a big mess in the men's room mm-hmm. will, you, will you please check it out for me and i said okay because you know other duties as a sign yeah and um me walking duties me walking in that restroom (laughs) 
made me think of that scene where they slowly <laughs> walk into that room because I was like, oh, what am I going to find? What am I going to find? And um, I won't go into details, but boy, it was, oh, I should have, ah, I missed an opportunity. I should have went, uh-oh, <laughs> when I found it. Next time. When I found um, the, the subject in, in question. Okay, continue, sorry. So we've got uh, the log the log lady. We get to see her. We see a cabin in the woods and the, the log lady is calling Hawk. And the reason she's calling Hawk is that her log has a message for him. And the message is that something is missing mm -hmm. and Hawk has to find it. And it has to do with Agent Cooper. And the way that he'll find it has to do with his heritage. And that is a message from the log brett said that she's brett also watched this episode with me and he was like she's like the megatron for the for the for the log like she's the voice of the log um you know that actress who plays the log lady she died shortly after they filmed um twin peaks the return i'm always kind of sad when i see her scenes because it's it's clear that her health had deteriorated but she still wanted to be part of of this return um i wonder if like all of the actors and actresses who are involved in twin peaks kind of like it held a special place in their heart or something um or maybe they're just like out of work now and they <laughs> need something to do i mean well that's what amanda, amanda kept making the joke it was like well they were probably so excited when they got that phone call right <laughs> but i mean you know i shouldn't jump to assumptions you know i mean be excited for multiple reasons yeah that's exactly right um I, I was going to say probably, maybe, but I feel like there might have been a minor spoiler that you might have accidentally dropped. This is years ago, and I could be wrong. Um, go ahead and highlight. This is old. This is old. Go ahead and highlight the two Truman, if we haven't already. And if you have highlighted oh, okay. them, go yeah, ahead I and highlight the two like, double highlight Truman. So there's the two Trumans and then just Truman. The okay. actor, the like the actor Truman. Oh, okay. The actor that plays Truman. Oh, I might, I might have. Yeah. I might have spoiled something. Do you, are you picking up what I'm dropping? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Don't feel bad. You can't be <laughs> airtight. That's okay. We're only human, but you see why? I think you see where I'm going with this. But yeah, okay. yeah, mm -hmm. I see where you're going. Mm -hmm. Um, back I'm a, at the. I'm a clever cookie. I'm a member you of Ravenclaw. Are, you I'm are. You are. I can't Ravenclaw. get anything past you. Uh -huh, um, guy. back at the Buckhorn Police Station. Um, Constance, that forensics officer, she's, uh, she's, um, doing some, she's running some fingerprint scans. Um, by the way, I just want to, what I also think is a theme of this season is c like technology looking super weird, like yeah. technology, not looking the, again, it's kind of like what you were saying. Like, it's like what David Lynch thinks technology looks like, like he's never seen a computer before, yeah. but he knows that you can, you can have like software on it and it looks a certain way. Um, but this, this system that she's running just looks bizarre. But anyway, she's determined well, that the even head under uh, just to go with that theme, all the machines um, underneath the box, right? Like I don't True, know. True. Yeah. I actually got a real all the box, all the machines underneath that, like the 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 big. Um, they look like almost like pipes, but they're probably yes. containing wires and stuff. Like, really gave me a matrix feel for it. Oh you, yeah. Yeah, because you know how the sentinels like it's it's supposed to be the far future, but everything seems very like rough 
and dirty and yeah that's what it made me it made me almost think of like sentinel tentacles you know yeah Yeah. i could Mm -hmm. see that um and she's determined that the head is ruth the body is a john doe they haven't figured out who the body is and there's fingerprints in the apartment of bill hastings who is the local school principal and so they go to bill's house um and um this cop's name is dave he's here to arrest bill and they they have a uh they have a history together they've known each other for years um so it's a little awkward Uh, i also think it's really awkward that bill's wife phyllis does not seem to be concerned she's just he's just like being arrested and she's like but we have a dinner this we have a dinner it's um i really love the actor who plays bill hastings oh yes that actor's name is matthew lillard and he's amazing yeah amanda and i um watch a show um called shoot is it called is it called bad girls what is it called with him in it and he plays the husband in it and he's he's pretty incredible i really enjoy him also spoiler alert he was well I won't spoil this. He was an actor in the movie Scream. <laughs> yes, he was. Why is that a spoiler? <laughs> well, because I was going to say his particular role in the... Uh... Oh, oh man, I need to get out of here. I got I just got a spoiler for, for The Return just then. Come oh, on, no. Well, oh, no. It's okay. See, I know. I actually... Uh, this is going to shock you, but I've never seen the movie Scream. Is he the killer in Scream? I don't want to spoil anything. If anyone's been waiting to watch um, Scream, the original movie, um, uh, <laughs> from the skip, 90s. Skip, skip forward, <laughs> skip forward a good like 10 or 20 seconds. Um, it's him and so here. Oh, okay. You guys skipping. It's, it's him and one other person. The twist is it's two people are the killers oh, and he's one of them. Yeah. Okay. What a twist. I know at the time it was a good one. It was really good. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, by the way, I feel like the Hastings is have a really interesting door knocker. Did you notice that door knocker? It's like a wolf or something, right? I couldn't figure out. It was like a fox or a wolf or a warthog. I couldn't figure it out. Real, real quick, earlier the show with um, that actor in it is actually yeah. not called Bad Girls. <clears throat> I was close. It's called Good Girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> the exact opposite. <laughs> so there we um, go. And then we're back in Twin Peaks. We got Hawk has pulled out all of the old case files and he's got Andy and Lucy there. And he tells them like, we're going to have to go through all of this because Margaret, the log lady told me that there's something missing and I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And Andy and Lucy are like, yeah, but Agent Cooper has been missing since before Wally was born. And Wally was born 24 years ago on the same day as Marlon Brando. (laughs) So now we know that Andy and Lucy had a little Wally, um, which we knew that Lucy was pregnant um, at the, uh, at the end of uh, season two. So now we know uh, that his name is Wally. They didn't name him after Marlon Brando. (laughs) Ooh, highlight Andy and Lucy for me, please please um this is the first we see of andy i believe yeah right he just kind of walks in there he goes marlon brando and i was like oh (laughs) andy they're like i like these scenes because they're kind of like i think if someone was cynical they'd be like oh they're just well i don't want i so the thing is this this season or this show feels very different 
from the original Twin Peaks, which I, I like. I like that a lot. But mm. someone, if they were cynical, they'd be like, oh, they're treading old ground. Like, here's Andy and mm-hmm. here's Lucy. But to me, I think it feels very believable. I don't think it's that far of a stretch of the imagination to imagine that these people have just kept the same job for 25 yeah. years, you know, yeah. especially in a small town like that. I like that a lot. I, I And I think it adds a level of what some would say is like um, unbelievability. I think it seems a little bit more believable actually in the yeah. small town of Twin Peaks, right? For yeah. sure. I'm, that's probably going to be me like 25 years from now. I'll still be working oh, at the yeah, library. Just me. You kids ready to do some jumping and counting, you know? <laughs> Um, and then uh, we're so we the key information is that Cooper's been missing since before Wally was born. So Cooper's been missing for a long time. Um, then we get back to Bill, uh, the great Matthew Lillard, and he's getting interrogated. Mm-hmm. We find out that Ruth was a librarian. Oh, Ruth, R.I.P. Um, and he, Bill claims that he didn't know her very well. He maybe saw her months ago. He's never been to her home. And yet he, um, there is a little bit of a discrepancy in his story when he says that he had a meeting on Thursday after school, but he didn't get home until like 1030 or something, even though the meeting ended around like 930. Um, and, uh, and Bill's like, please just tell me what's going on. And so uh, Dave tells him uh, Ruth was murdered and his prints are all over her apartment. And he looks shocked slash dismayed as he is escorted to a jail cell. Um, really great performance by Matthew Lillard. Phenomenal. I think he did a great job. And I think we're meant to believe that he's lying that's what i think anyway mm, like the way yeah. his story he's either lying or he's yeah he or he there was a video game uh when did it come out i'm not gonna remember called um la la noir yes and a big part of that game is interrogating people oh. and uses really cool i don't think i've seen a video game use it since but this incredible facial capture technology that i have not seen since where you're like you see the person's face but it's still animated and you look at them and a big part of that game is like are they telling the truth or are they lying <laughs> and like i felt like we were playing out. yeah yeah, i felt like we were playing that game like looking at them like yeah i don't trust you buddy um i like i feel like maybe he didn't kill her but he's not telling the truth um go ahead and highlight him because okay uh, yeah so the first thing when this was happening, my first thought um, was, uh, well, we'll save it for the next area, but like I had right. a, a key thought and it popped into my brain. So um, we we got the warrant to um, search Bill's home and vehicle and eight cops show up to serve mm-hmm. the warrant. I had to count them. And I, I asked Brett, cause I don't know much about police. I was like, is that normal? And he was like, maybe, I mean, they're going to search the whole house. Right. And I was like, I guess it just seemed like a lot of police. Well, I mean, oh, go I, ahead. well, I was, Oh, who you, me or Brett? No, you go ahead. Oh, sorry. I thought Brett <laughs> showed up somewhere. Um, no, I was going to say, I, I think, yeah, maybe to search the whole house. But I also think like that wasn't just like a regular murder. Like it, this is like a that's next true. level group. Like to me, like that's um, that like what they discovered in that room 
felt very um you ever see the movie seven with brad pitt oh yes that felt yeah. very especially them pulling the blanket back you know felt very much like a seven moment and to me like if you have like a disturbing special specially gruesome murder where at least two people are killed yeah you're gonna send at least eight coppers you know in your, in your small town yeah. yeah yeah i mean you're right like it's they're just searching the house but they want to make sure they want to make sure they got the guy, you know? Yeah. And again, the wife, she's pretty unconcerned. She's, just like she's so kind of uncooperative. She's like, ugh, here, fine, whatever. I'm like, your husband's been arrested for murder, but okay. Um, they search the car with a broken flashlight. Oh, so he goes, sorry, it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, what in the, what would cause your flashlight to just flash on and off like that? Like I, I've never had a broken it's flashlight. It's gotta be like, like a loose, a loose battery or something. Maybe. I don't um know. they do find something in the trunk. It looks like something sort of fleshy. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Something I don't know fleshy. either. Probably and, um, um let me think about this. Something flashy. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And then um and then we end the episode with um the giant again in that black and white room listening to his scratchy record. And that is the end of part one of the return and the beginning of so many mysteries. Right, Eric? I know you set me up. I know. I got it. Oh, keep singing it. Yeah, I love it. So many mysteries. Mysteries are so many. All right. <laughs> It's just for 30 minutes. Okay, let's fade that out right there. All right. Okay. I'll go, I'll go back to my highlights here. Let's see. What did I highlight? Let's see. All right. The first thing I highlighted is the shovels. That's the first thing. Okay. <laughs> so my first thought is, I don't know why he has so many shovels, but I think he must be, oh, Uh-oh. here we go. I don't think, we don't know where Dr. Jacoby is located. I wonder if Dr. Jacoby is working with Jerry with his um, um, drug uh, marijuana. Their, their marijuana business? Yeah, I mean, I their feel legal, like- Their legal marijuana business because it's legal in the state of Washington. It's definitely legal, but I'm just wondering if Jacoby's helping him with that. I don't know why he needs so many shovels. Maybe he's he's watching a, a team of people using shovels to grow stuff. I don't know Maybe. how marijuana is grown, but I wonder if there's like a, a connection between those two. Um, it is a I, plant. You do grow it in the ground. You probably yeah, you dig, might need a shovel. The ground with a shovel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not too sure. Yeah, that that one's not very solid, but that's right. the best I got right now. You had me highlight Tracy, but also Tracy's smile. Okay. Well, I said it already. I think Tracy was hired because of her sneaky smile. So there we go. Okay. Um, I don't know if we highlighted the fact that he said he was being funded by a billionaire. Did we do that we as well? Okay. We did highlight so that. That one and Tracy are connected. I believe... Oh. This billionaire who is paying for this situation is someone that we know. Who could it be? I think there's two ways to go about it. I think this, hmm, let me think about this. 
I think that that this experiment with the box is being paid by um, funded by none other than Catherine Martell. Did I get the name right? Yeah. Yeah. Did she die? Um, that's a great question. I feel like the last we saw of Catherine, mm-hmm. didn't she die in the fire? She, what fire? At the mill? Catherine? No, she came back as the business guy. I think it was after that. Oh, like there was a for real fire at the mill. Yeah, I'm looking it up here. We're going to find out what happened to her. But you do know, even if she did die... <laughs> <laughs> did she die let's see yeah while you're looking up tell me what happened to Catherine, and then tell me what happened to eckhard too we actually i don't think we know what happened to Catherine. ah okay i think either Catherine or eckhard do we know what happened to eckhard yeah eckhard died in the bomb the bomb that exploded the um that's right the right no, that no. was Andrew. <laughs> Wait, Andrew. who's the super fan? Yeah, it's Andrew. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God, Eric, they're all um, running together for. Eckard's still alive, I think. Eckard is the one who bombed Andrew. Yeah, thank you. He, With the mystery yes, box. You're right. No, wait, didn't he die though? Didn't he? No, no, he left. And then that woman left at man. Hey, if you got by the way, let me remind everyone. Um, our email is uh same peaks y'all at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to um tell us how can you not remember what's going on in the show, feel free to send us an email. Um, anyway, I think it's being funded by how about this? I'll just say someone that we know. And I think that um I think that Tracy works for an organization that we are aware of, and I think Tracy works for Operation. Um, blue book or whatever it's being called nowadays i do i do i think she's a double agent or not a double agent but some kind of secret agent and i think that guard is missing because she subdued him and put him out back somewhere you know and i think that's exactly what's going on and i think there is a race for i think there's a race between two or more organizations or individuals to discover the secrets of Twin Peaks. And one of them is the thing that might appear in the box. And I really think one of the people, just cause they said billionaire, um, I think it's going to be Catherine just cause I think she's, she's able to figure out like ways to make money and swindles and scams. So I think it might be Catherine. And um, I think Tracy works for project um, blue book or whatnot. Okay. I, I apologize for everything running together in my head. Um, I think you're right. We we don't know what happened to Catherine, um, but she's still out there and um, Eckert's probably still out there too. So, you're, so then, your theory. Let, let me swap it out. I bet Eckert's running the experiment then. Mm, okay. And then what, maybe- What do you think the experiment is? Oh, great question. Great question. Okay. This is what I'm going to tell you. I think that I think that thing vibrating in the box is another type of um, spirit like Bob and the others. Um, But I think this one's even worse. Like this one can't control itself. If Bob is like, if Bob is like, I wouldn't even call him rage. What would I call him? 
like almost like a, like a sexual rage. Right. You know, that's what Bob is. This one, like this one didn't try to have sex with anyone. It just cut them all up into little pieces. It did show up when, when sexy time happened. Yeah. Which, okay. You know what? Tracy, I think was told to seduce. What's his name? Sam. Yeah. I think she was told to seduce him and she was like, okay, I don't know why as part of her thing, but I'm going to do it. Um, because I think someone knew that that's what would, oh, ew, okay, I got one now too. Because I think that guy, I think someone knew that when sexy time happens, that could wake up the the creature and summon them. And then the guy who had an image uh, saw something in the box but couldn't describe it. I think he had a little bit of solo sexy time and that oh. summoned. I mean, no, no, hey, no judging, by the way. Yeah, Everyone deserves I mean, so- I mean, but I'm just saying he was on the job, so that is a little weird, you know? Yeah, well, that- Also, I mean, there's cameras, like, right there. I mean, I know they're not pointed at them, but I'd be a little nervous. Like, there's cameras all around there, you yeah. know? Um, we also, like, uh, just to bring in the secret history of Twin Peaks, we are aware that there are people who practice sexual magic. <gasps> I forgot about sexual magic. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that has something to do with this. Hmm. Sexual magic has got to be a band, right? <laughs> if not, someone needs to make that a band. I also like the name of, what was it? What was it? Faceless female figure. That's another <laughs> really good band name. We are faceless female figure. <laughs> Hello, Baltimore. Hello, Baltimore. We are faceless female <laughs> figures. Please. Um, I've got highlighted Truman's. Yeah. Okay. So here's the little spoiler. And I think you know where I'm going with this is that we were talking about um, actors that are still alive. This is probably a year or two ago. And actors that are involved with the show and actors that go on conventions. And I believe, I could be wrong, but like you had told me that the actor former actor who played Sheriff Truman has no interest in Twin Peaks and I don't think he goes to conventions and maybe that leads me to believe that he is not in the return who knows if it's true or not yeah, I'm just I don't doing know if the comment on that do you want to just wait and see what yeah happens? well no don't comment we'll just wait okay. and see that's what I feel like because since we didn't see him so then now the question is what's the deal with the two Trumans I think so there's two ways about this. At first, before I remembered what you had told me years ago, um, I thought maybe it was Truman and his son Truman. And his son, you know, if he had a kid like not long after that, he'd be like in his early 20s. Yeah. That'd be amazing if he was like a sheriff too, but who knows? Maybe he was like junior sheriff. Who knows how things work? But now I think the two Trumans are like Sheriff Truman's brothers that we never knew about. Well, we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. Just, just like the Renaults, they're just like, yeah. By the way, I had an extra brother. They're like, I thought we killed all your brothers. Nah, nah, another one. <laughs> I got another. I got another brother. Um, yeah, never I think ending Renaults. I think it's two. Ooh, I think it's two Trumans. I think they're both related to the original Truman. Um, but I think one wait, of you them. think there's two other Trumans? Other yeah. than the Sheriff Truman we already know? Yeah, it's Truman, who I don't think is going to be on the show, I don't think. Okay. Just based on out-of-game knowledge. I could be right. wrong. I hope I'm wrong, because I would love to see him back. Um, 
I think there's two Trumans who aren't the Truman that we know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is what I would love. Okay, now this okay, this is my dream scenario. One is a brother Truman, so it's played by a completely different actor. And I want this actor to be someone that we would recognize, not enough from Twin Peaks, but just like, hey, that's weird. I didn't expect, I don't know, Christopher Lloyd to be in this. You know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I think the other Truman is Truman. But he, he he like wears like he's he's been his face has been damaged. Oh. So he just always wears a mask and it's always muffled. So it's this weird like wink wink. Yeah, here's Sheriff here's 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 Sheriff Truman. Wink wink. Yeah, that's definitely him. I think that would be really funny. I don't think that's what it is though. But it might be. Who knows? Um, you had me highlight the weird house and the sus looking people that yes. Cooper interacts with. I think, what are their names? Is it Daryl and Daria? Daria and Ray. I think Daria and Ray are, um, I think they're Mr. C's kids. I think they're his his children um, that he has sired um, throughout the years doing Bob type things. I think this is his, I think all these people are in one way or another related to him whether through blood or just familiar relations. And this is like his, his brood. And um, that's my guess. And I think they are saying goodbye because they're going to do something and they might not come back. And as far as what that something is, I don't know. I would like to imagine it involves Twin Peaks in some way, but I could be incorrect. Could be, could involve that skunk that they had at the Great Northern. Maybe they, uh, they're going to go sneak We're another skunk. The whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Andy and Lucy. You had me highlight them. Oh, did I? Give me one second. Why did I have you highlight them? Um I honestly don't know. <laughs> it was it is from the scene where they're looking through the they're gonna look through the case files and they mentioned that they had Wally bef- um that Cooper's been missing since before mm. Wally was born. Yeah, I don't know why. It might have just been, might have been something I said already about them or about like that being the, oh, uh, it might just be because that's a mystery resolved who she ended up with, you know. Resolved that. We can add it to the list. Yeah. And then um, you had me highlight Bill being shocked to find out that um, Ruth was murdered. I don't think it's Bob, but I do think there's another spirit type person creature that inhabited his body and and oh. we're looking we're looking at a leland palmer type leland of situation Houston. yeah or he doesn't remember that he he killed ruth and this other guy and 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 chopped him all up and all that fun stuff yeah that's what i think i could i could it's definitely possible that i'm wrong but that was my first thought was like oh oh this man's inhabited you know do you have any other mysteries other than the ones we highlighted that you'd like us to um, I think that, I think that's it. I think I think going forward, um, I th- I'm hoping because as much as I like, I actually really like seeing Coop as like this Bob Coop. Like I think it's oh. really, I think it's really kind of cool. I think it would be weird if we came back and we're like, hey, there's Cooper and he's no longer inhabited by Bob or, or whatever was going on in the end of season two. Um, I think that's oh, really oh. cool. There does seem to be maybe a kind of a multiple coop situation going yeah, on. That's what um, I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. I think the real, I think hopefully where the show's going is that we'll have a battle of wills between coop and Bob, and then coop will hopefully get his body back and 
hopefully because we know like bob like leland's body died and bob came back like death doesn't really mean anything to these to these entities um but hopefully coop is able to banish bob away forever maybe by the end we'll see um yeah i'm not too sure um but those are the mysteries i mean it definitely kind of felt part of me like when i was watching this i was like ooh, i kind of wish i did parts one and two back to back just because i enjoyed part one so much oh Um, okay but what's nice is i just watched it just like two days ago um and so now that means i can watch the next one like you know now you know so it's like it's really no big deal and to be honest when i rewatch it maybe i'll rewatch it back to back because i really um i really dug this first one um but yeah i I have no more no more mysteries to um do you have like the series on dvd I do. Yeah. I actually just got them from the library. So. Oh, okay. Cause I know. noticed on my DVD, it gives you the option. Like, do you want to play part? Yes. Do you want to play part two or would you like to play them together? Yeah. Um, I thought good. about it, but then it was like, we had discussed it already. So it's no big deal. I don't think it affect the episode at all for me. Um, there are just a lot of like separate pieces that I don't see how they're connecting, but to me, that's not a bad thing at all. I actually enjoy that a lot. Um, are, do you have a quotable quotation for this episode? Yes, yes, flute. <laughs> I don't, don't want to harp on this, but seven people downvoted that. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, okay, real quick. The um, one, if I, not a criticism, but an observation. This episode, I feel like didn't have a lot of meaty quotes for me anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah. I had to do a little quote research. Nothing okay. jumped out at me when I did it. So I had to kind of look at some quotes online. Um, uh, sure. This is my quote of the episode. It's from our, our gal Beulah. Or Gal Beulah, when she's asked, uh, when she's told she needs to put something better at the front door, meaning a better guard, she says, it's a world of truck drivers. <laughs> what does that even mean? I think that just means, which by the way, I think that's, I think it's a demeaning phrase, meaning like, I think she's trying to say truck drivers aren't very skilled or smart people, maybe mm-hmm. like they're not particular, okay. particularly good at things other than just driving a truck, which I don't, I, I take on to that, um, that that suggestion because i think truck drivers have an incredibly hard job uh, not only do they have to get their shipments where they're going in time they have to navigate the roads navigate traffic drive huge vehicles that i wouldn't be comfortable driving and frankly all that sitting does its toll on the body so beulah i think truck drivers maybe you should maybe you should have tried to get a truck driver and they would have done a better job mm. anyway that was my quote <laughs> yeah i i have a um i've always had a fantasy about becoming a truck driver um, yeah. Because, well, I heard that they can make quite a bit of dough. Now they have a dangerous job, um, mm-hmm. and they've got a job that, um, you know, it's a lot of m- monotony. It's just you know, we're just driving, we're driving, we're driving. Um, and uh, uh, but I don't know. I just thought it would be cool to like be out on the road and see the country and listen to podcasts all day and audiobooks and maybe you get like to see Brett, the world see yeah the, like maybe Brett comes with me Brett and Rosie are like maybe I get one of those like big enough cabs that they can come with me and uh, I don't know I've always I've always had like a, a thing for truck drivers I think it's kind of cool it, it is a really kind of and I feel like truck drivers are um very um 
it's it's a very american thing mm-hmm. right like yeah. these long roads and these long stretches of nothing you know what i mean and and like this very um i actually kind mm-hmm. of hearken to uh truck drivers to almost like um romanticizing like uh, the hobo you know like you're free and you're going across the country and you're going here i mean obviously they're being paid you know and it's an actual job and they involve it it, it's like they have a job and it's not like they're 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 they don't have one but i mean it's almost like you get to see the country and you're going around and almost like there's a and maybe this is all me imagining, but like a camaraderie between truck drivers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? like breaker, breaker. One yeah. Time. And like this place has good food and, and the truck, the truck stops that have like showers and places. Mm-hmm. And, and, but you know what's interesting? I know this became the whole truck driver cast, but what's interesting is my neighborhood um, recently, I guess there's like a town hall meeting where they were going to open up a truck stop, like, you know, for truckers, like for uh-huh. gas and food and, and, um, and showers like that whole deal and i guess a lot of people were like complaining and trying to vote it down because they said it's going to bring in a level of vagrancy into the town and i was like ooh, ooh, yeah i mean truck i mean i can't imagine if you're on the road that long when you see that when you when you know you're coming up on good food and a shower i can't imagine what that feels like you know what i mean yeah i that's not fair because truck drivers are you know, productive members of society. I know, I completely agree. Yeah, I completely. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was surprised about one that. more, one more truck driver thing, and then I'm gonna stop talking we, about. By the way, Tess, you and I, we love truck drivers. <laughs> Who knew this? Uh, one more thing. There is a really cool podcast. It's called Alice Isn't Dead, and it's about a truck driver. And if you want to, listen to the first episode. I think of that. Yeah, if you want to listen to a kind of a creepy narrative podcast about truck driving you should listen to it it's pretty good um my quotable quotation of the episode is a exchange between jerry and ben yeah i love i love these two guys i love them um jerry uh says swimming in my mind at this time literally is my new hydroponic indica sativa hybrid a touch of the mythic ak-47 by way of the amsterdam express it's baked into this banana bread and infused in this potent spreadable jam that's ideal for creative sojourns of a solitary nature. Wheels up. And then Ben says, is that mother's hat? <laughs> I also want you to put a pin in the fact that Jerry is eating a lot of marijuana right now. And um, that he's uh, he's thinking about going on a creative sojourn of a solitary nature. Did I tell you that I've had my first edible experience? Wait, what? <laughs> I not talked about this before. No. Should I save this for off? Should I shave, save this for off? First of all, for the record, I was not at work. So if anyone's listening, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I know. Yeah, I guess I forgot to tell you about this. Wow, I I want to hear all about it. Do you want to tell me now or later? Um, I can tell you now. It was a it was a gummy that I bought from my. Uh, well, no, I bought a whole thing of gummies, but it wasn't marijuana. It was uh, Delta Nine. Are you familiar with this? No. I don't know. No I got it from my, what that is. I got it from my float guy. <laughs> your wait, your float guy? Yeah, the guy. You know, the, remember I told you I went on my. I I've got a subscription. Uh, so anyway, if anyone's interested, oh, is this the like um, 
this is where you you do the like uh sensory deprivation floating thank you yeah yeah oh i've i really have not talked to you about this yeah yeah i i went and i enjoyed it so much i now go monthly and so if you get it like a monthly subscription it's cheaper uh going once a month at a cheaper price than just going once every once in a while so i was going there and i guess you know hey pandemic's been hard on all kinds of businesses and i'm sure if you're cutting things floating in a in a big sensory deprivation chamber is probably one of the top things so my boy tom starts selling uh different types of edibles uh he goes unregulated i said okay tom and anyway tom i go what's this over here and he gives me the whole rundown he goes so these are the gummies best bang for your buck as far as like highest dose for the cheapest price are like these gummy um nerd ropes and he was telling me all about the right uh like amount to get and he said see these Reese's cups he goes you know how normally you buy Reese's cups and then you go ahead and just eat both of them he goes no you're gonna take one and you're gonna put it away that one goes away he goes and then you're gonna take the one you still have and you're gonna cut it up into like eight little pie slices and you're gonna have just one and then you're gonna wait like two hours and see what's going on and then you're gonna make a decision yeah tom set me up he was a cool dude so i'm just doing so a that's little, the, i'm just doing a little research about delta nine it looks like what you took is thc okay uh, marijuana is made up of basically, well, it's made up of several things, but basically CBD and THC. THC is the mind altering oh. part of cannabis. Oh. So were you, were you altered? Okay. So well, we'll continue. Okay. So I went and I bought them because I was like, Tom's a cool dude. And I was like, why not? And my whole plan is, oh, I haven't told you. So when I'm in the pod, yeah, no extra substances in my body. I'm oh, no. already well because you know I'm kind of I already have like a pretty you kind of already exist on a thank, higher level thank yeah. you I kind of already have a pretty tenuous grip on our <laughs> agreed upon reality <laughs> and um when I'm in the pod I'm kind of already there and I was like "Ooh, maybe I take it to the next level and I asked Tom I said hey should I take one of these and then go in the pod and he goes I would not tell you to do that or not do that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thanks, Tom. So anyway, I took these gummies home and um, I was like, okay, let me take Tom's advice. I'm taking just half. And I take the half. And I'm kind of sitting around. I'm watching TV. I'm doing stuff. I don't feel anything. I get a little sleepy, but I take melatonin before I go to sleep. I said, this is just like melatonin. I go to sleep. No big deal. Next day, I'm like, you know what? Time to do the whole gummy. So then I go to a oh, good night, Amanda at night. I think I told her I bought them, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't tell her I was doing the, the one because I don't know. It doesn't matter. But anyway, I'm laying in bed and I'm like something, something's happening, but it's hard for me to understand what's going on. And um, anyway, I ended up not being able to sleep. I had to go down the stairs and I told Amanda, um, uh, I actually, so for the record, I did not like it at all. I thought it was really scary because oh, um no. yeah it really um what's the word like amanda would say something to me and then i would think i responded to her yeah you know or oh, or, yeah. or it was weird like she would say something to me and i think i responded already but then i would have to say the thing like i knew i knew the the future of what I was going to say. So then I would have to catch up to it. Like it was really, like everything felt very, um, um, 
like it was um staggering like yes. uh, like like a film like gah, 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 yeah. you know and it was very disorienting i didn't like it one bit um okay. anyway that's the end of that that's the end of that story really and so i still have them all but i don't i don't know i don't think i'm really that interested anymore oh, but anyway yeah. that that's well, my make experience sure you keep them far away from from uh, any other members of your family yeah uh, yeah the, the lid is well this is a good thing the lid is incredibly hard to get off like i had to use like a pair of scissors and i had to like wedge them up in there so um well i'm you know what i'm i'm really sorry that you didn't have a good experience um i feel like that is a, a substance that affects everybody differently and yeah. i'm familiar with the experience that you are describing um but i don't I hadn't found it disorienting in the past. I actually found it kind of fun. Um, so, um, wow, that's so exciting, though, that I ha- you had, I had an experience. I did. Well, I haven't even, because I would talk to my sister, and she goes, were you just, like, drunk? And I was like, well, I've never even been drunk before. So I have no, I have no frame of reference, you know? Um, so it might have just well, been, like, You know right- what? I can see why that would probably be yeah. You. Yeah, yeah, I've never even I've never even been drunk. So like I was kind of like, what is even going like maybe it wasn't even that bad. Like, you know, it was just like being regular drunk, which by the way, I don't like, you know, I don't I did every once in a while I thought things were really funny. But mm-hmm. I didn't like it because I couldn't control if I was laughing. There was like a man I was watching this show. I think it was called the 100, I think. And um, there's a part near the end spoiler alert for the 100 where a bunch of humans are transcended, like they turn into light. And I remember I kept saying over and over, I kept saying, this is so stupid. We all got transcended. <laughs> <laughs> then I would start laughing. I'd be like, where? I'd be like, where'd they all go? I don't know. We all just got done transcended like that. And I would do that over and over. And <laughs> anyway, my fr- anyway, one of my friends told me that I would maybe enjoy it if I was with someone else who was also doing it as opposed to just by myself because then we're kind of like cracking each other say, up. like sometimes that giggle stuff yeah. is fun but it's probably only fun if you have like a maybe i got real scared too because i got real scared too because Frey is obviously in bed so she's sleeping but then i really didn't want her to see me like that because mm-hmm. i remember being real young and seeing my dad wasted out of his effing mind like he should probably know better dad sorry if you're listening dad i do love you but man you really dude and anyway i got really freaked out i was like man i do not want her to see me like this you know and i was well and that i i do find that when you are under the influence of that substance that whatever you're feeling is magnified yeah i was like Like, you're just you're just experiencing that moment. So if you're having a bad feeling in that moment, then you are feeling really bad. That's like, that's like all you can. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it. Um, I'm really sorry that you didn't have a good experience, but now, you know, now I know. I mean, I'm not completely off of it. Like if I had like a cool friend who was like, Hey, you want to listen to dark side of the moon together and we'll split a gummy. I'd be like, you know what? yeah sure but i mean just that one wasn't great and then also it was just i I didn't know what to expect and it wasn't it wasn't ideal you know i was just man i feel like your friend who gave you that gummy also didn't really set you up oh oh my float guy well my float guy guy probably thought i was a regular adult who's been drunk once in his life you know yeah I, i don't feel like he gave you good like uh expectations of what was to come but well, yeah. you know what? 
let's talk about our MVP of this episode. harp on this but youtube who gave this music four down votes uh, i don't understand why 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 is that so offensive i don't understand sorry i don't mean to go off on it but some people are just haters you know i am also equally amused by the 206 people who gave this a thumbs up <laughs> yeah why would you give it a thumbs up? i don't know i mean i would almost like not give it anything um but i guess I, I will say sometimes I thumb up a video if I want to like go back to it later Ooh. because YouTube does um, keep track of the things that you like that you upvote. So yeah, maybe that's why they were liking it. I don't know. Hey Tess, who's your MVP of this episode? Uh, so it, it's difficult to choose. Um, not necessarily because there were so, so many yep. <laughs> memorable <laughs> moments in this episode. <laughs> um, if I was going to give it to an I would give it to Matthew Lillard, hands down. Um, but that's not the point of MVP. Is the that point Bob of, Hastings? Yes, Bill Hastings. Bill yeah. Hastings. Yeah, but the the point of MVP is the most valuable character, and since like kind of mm. not a whole lot of action happens in this episode, but because. Uh, a woman named Marjorie was walking her dog Armstrong. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. Should I give it to? I, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Armstrong. I'm gonna give it to the dog. I mean, the dog's the one who smelled the door. He's the one right? who smelled under Ruth's door. Now Marjorie came in with the key. Maybe I'll give it like to both of them as a team. That's Tess, my MVP. My, I, I agree. I looked at it, and it's hard to pick. Um, who that person is, especially because screen time is shared among so many people. Yeah, you know, um, and no one quite an ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's funny. My MVP was also Marjorie Green. Nice. Yeah, because I thought if we were to just judge it on who moved things forward, right? It was her. I guess. I guess it could go to the um, um, the faceless, formless female, <laughs> faceless female figure um for moving things forward like quite literally out of the box and slashing those two people up but i would go with marjorie green as my mvp as well excellent eric how many fish and a percolator would you give this episode fellas don't drink that coffee you'd never guess there was a fish in the percolator it never it never gets old it's so good um i would give this a solid four flopping fish ah. i very much enjoyed this episode i i actually like things that are are much um slower pace and i like too that if it was just slow and to me i'd i guess someone could see this and go oh this is boring but it was very um here's the deal this is the way i look at it we've spent well me th living through other people we've spent 25 years waiting we can wait a few extra seconds between while well, people are, are just staring at people's faces. You know, that's perfectly fine. You know, I like that. I like that slower, more menacing pace. Um, 
uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. How many fish in a percolator would you give this episode, Tess? Um, I'm going to give it three fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I feel like when I first, um, when I first encountered this episode, I didn't know what to think because you know Twin Peaks my favorite show the the birthplace of my favorite genre of all media which is cozy creepy I I was talking to my husband about it recently um because I I found another show that I felt did cozy creepy really well and that is by the way if anyone wants to watch on Netflix the television show Sweet Tooth Mm. um I feel like that uh, that gives me Twin Peaks vibes. And I told I told Brett, like, my whole life I've been chasing the high of Twin Peaks and um, the way that it makes me feel. And um, Twin Peaks The Return very rarely makes me feel <laughs> the way that Twin Peaks, oh, the original series, made me feel. I feel like it's a whole nother different show with a whole nother uh, vibe and um it's its own thing and it's interesting and it's it's david lynch being like the most david lynch that he can that he can david lynch um and that's very interesting and i love the return in its own special way but i feel like if i'm being honest this first episode i is not super strong for me like i kind of it, it leaves you with much more questions than than I was expecting from the first episode of a of a season what I thought was going to be season three of Twin Peaks but really turns out to be like a whole different thing that is Twin Peaks adjacent Um. what what could be (laughs) happening and not like I do like this episode but what could be happening sometimes when I'm watching a show or a movie or something it's the mystery of knowing that there's 17 more episodes right can yeah. add weight to this first episode you know what i mean like if this was yeah. if i knew this was by itself i'd probably give it an entirely different score um but to go back to something that, that you just said it's interesting that you always you said you're chasing that cozy creepy um uh high from twin peaks i've never got too much of a cozy feeling from the original twin peaks i mean there are moments that are kind of cozy um between um donna and her dad and between Ben and certainly one of my favorite moments of all time between Garland and Bobby. But I feel like those moments are pretty, I don't want to say rare, but I feel like I would almost classify the original Twin Peaks for me as wacky, creepy. It was more yeah. like those wacky, weird moments and then creepy and then co- like, cozy's in there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the quirkiness of it is cozy to me. Because oh. It's got that kind of like small town, like, like vibe of like kind of just weird things going on that just go on in a small town but underneath it there's also this like kind of otherworldly paranormal existential like dread going on and i love that i I think yeah i think in this one episode um i think that it skews more towards dread than it does anything else but then there's small moments of of little wacky, not big wacky, just little wacky. Probably the biggest one being the whole like 
oh who's got the key oh you need to talk to this guy's brother oh i don't know who that is um i think that works really well because we're all thinking i this is me i think we're all thinking like oh the dog smells something it smells real bad it's probably a body what's in there and then david lynch is like well i'm gonna drag this out for a while i'm gonna make you sit and wonder what's in there you know and i like that like i like that idea of like oh i want to know and then i like whenever the creative director's like um whether it's David Lynch or someone else who's like, oh, you want to know? Okay, sit tight. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And I know for some people that could be really aggravating. Like, Or, this- or oh, did you want to know? Are you asking me? Yeah, just, no, just total silence. Just Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, I know. The, that's your answer. Yeah. Um, I feel like all my favorite parts of this episode are the parts that remind me of the original series. Mm-hmm. Like, when Booper shows up, it's like, oh my God, it's Kyle McLaughlin, wow. Or Lucy Brennan saying like, oh, she chose she chose Andy after all. That's what I wanted for her. Or Dr. Jacoby, like just seeing a glimpse of him in his glasses or Ben and ah. Jerry and Ben back together again. Those were all my favorite moments and all of the parts where it's like, is it Hank or Harvey or Chip or who has the key? All that kind of stuff, like, kind of, like, I think I watch it. I've watched The Return now twice. Like, I watched it. I watched it play out on TV as it was airing. And then I watched it again, I want to say, like, about six months ago. Um, And I liked it a lot more the second time that I watched it. Because I feel like now, now that I'm not waiting to see what happens, I can like appreciate stuff. And so like now I look at that, all that weird stuff, uh, the, 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 as you say, the prolonging of the suspense, I can look at that now and kind of like, oh, (laughs) I see what he's doing there. Okay. All right. But I think when I first watched it, I had this feeling of like annoyance of like, where is this going? Who are these people? You know, I need to remember this we can go back and check the tape but i think what you're describing is the way i feel about the first time i watched twin peaks yeah remember i wasn't really sold and i was like what is this okay yeah that's kind of kooky and is this just bad acting or is this genius i don't know and then i would rewatch because i probably watched that premiere three times i guess you know and I, there are some most of the episodes i think i've seen well i've seen them all once and most of them i've seen maybe not all but most i've seen twice and a few of them that i've seen like three times um, and I think every time I watch it, I enjoy it more. Um, but the first yeah. time I watched Twin Peaks, I was certainly not immediately on board. It was I more remember, like... I remember after you watched the pilot episode, I was like, oh no, I've made a horrible mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Um, anyway, that concludes our um, Eric Eating Edibles podcast. So... <laughs> And also, I'm sorry, it was uh, Talking Truckers with Eric and Tess. Roger, Roger. Um, I hope that you all enjoyed this uh, very special episode of Same Peaks, y'all. Feel free to email us, samepeaksyall at gmail.com. Tell us how dumb we are for not knowing what happened to Catherine or Eckerd. Um, tell us how how wrong we are or, or or tell us like nice things that make us feel good about ourselves that or would be tell us be really tell us how smart i am for guessing that the two trumans is one is a brother and one is a disfigured truman that wears a mask at all times <laughs> i called it right here folks 
I mean, you you might you might be right at least on one of those points. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, feel free to email us or or you can tweet at us. We're on Twitter at same team y'all. Uh, we also have a, a a fan run Facebook page. Our our fan page on Facebook for same peaks y'all. Feel free to swing by there and take a look at our best friend Chris's cool Photoshop um, <laughs> stuff that he's made. Yeah, um, and um, what was I going to say? Oh. And also, our next episode, what's the next episode that we're going to be watching, Tess? Uh, part two of The Return is what we'll be watching. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that was easy. <laughs> cool. Well, guys, we will see you in one week. And, ow, I burned my finger. Ow, ow. I meant to say, this coffee's hot. Oh, this coffee's, like, incredibly hot. <laughs> Thirsty for that coffee. I'm thirsty for that coffee.